guys welcome back to typically peachy how's everybody doing happy thursday if it's thursday for you apologies if it sounds a little bit different today if it does that would be because i'm recording in my podcast chair today in the living room which i very rarely do just because, I don't know, I feel like the sound quality is sometimes better in the closet. You guys know me, I like recording in the closet. But also because I feel like there's a fair amount of distractions out here. You know, I'm in a bigger room, a bigger space, more going on out here. I can see outside, I can see everything around me. So it's a little bit distracting. But I don't know, I was sitting in this chair today and I was like, I just want to record from here. It feels right. Also, this episode is going to be a little bit different anyway because it is a pre-recorded episode. This past week from when you guys are listening to this episode, I will have been out of town for a work trip, which is very fun, very exciting. I'm sure it was a great time. But because of that, I knew I wasn't going to have time to record, edit, all that good stuff that I typically get to do week of. So we had to plan accordingly. Here we are, pre-recorded episode. And when I was thinking about what to talk about this week, I wasn't really sure. I knew that I wanted to do sort of an overarching topic rather than our typical structure, what's new, what's hot, what's good, need to know basis. So of course, I turned to the internet. I saw what information that could give me to maybe inspire me for a topic today. And you know what I looked up? I looked up top Googled questions. Okay, and a lot of them were kind of boring and not really conversation starters. But then on this one article that I came across, it listed the top 10 existential questions to ask Google. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. That's bound to be something that we can discuss here. All right, so that's what we're going to do today. We are going to discuss the top 10 most Googled existential questions according to this site. Again, I have no idea if these are actually the top 10, but we're going to take this information for what it is right now. This is coming from digitalthirdcoast.com. And the questions are interesting. Let's go through them, okay? It says, based on average Google search volume over the past 12 months, question number one, why is the sky blue? Now, when I first saw this one, I was thinking, is this actually an existential question? Let's Google it ourselves, shall we? Why is the sky blue? See, I don't know if this is existential. There's a real answer for this. According to nasa.gov, blue light is scattered more than the other colors because it travels as shorter, smaller waves. This is why we see a blue sky most of the time. Alright, so that has an answer to it, guys. I don't know why it's so existential. But it did make me think of a conversation I had with my boyfriend the other day. That don't you feel like so often people see blues and greens very differently? This is something that I feel a lot with like, what color? Like a turquoise blue. I feel like I always see that as blue and my boyfriend always sees that as more green. Is turquoise blue the right blue I'm thinking of? Hold on, let me look up that. Turquoise blue. Yeah, turquoise in particular is the one that I feel like I always see that as more on the blue scale. Alright, so sound off guys, let me know in the DMs at typicallypeachy on Instagram if you see turquoise as more blue or green. When I look it up, it is turquoise blue. I don't know, but I think that that's just always so interesting. 
Or like that dress a couple years back where people saw blue or gold. I feel like that's a slightly different thing. But that's one of those moments that really took over the internet. Do you see blue and black on the dress? Or what was it, gold and white? The thing with that too is that I saw both of them, depending on what situation I was in. Like there were times when I saw it as blue and black and other times when I saw it as gold and white, which that tripped me up too because I was like, shouldn't it be the same for me personally every single time? But guess not. Anyway, let's move on. Number two for our questions here. What do dreams mean? Okay, I could do a whole separate podcast episode about dreams. Dreams in particular, I understand that the prevailing thought about dreams is that nobody really cares. Like whenever anybody tells anybody else about their dream, I feel like people are always like, I don't want to hear about your dream. It's not real life. Usually it doesn't make any sense to the outside world because it happened in your dream. But for me personally, I am very interested in dreams. And I think it's because I have such incredibly vivid dreams. Like to the point that when I wake up, I have to do like a double take of whether that was real life or not. And then there have been moments where something happened in my dream and later on in the day or even a couple days later, I'll think, wait, was that a dream or was that a memory? Which is wild. And I think why that is for me is because my dreams are not that out of the ordinary. Like they are very real situations that could happen on the day-to-day. They just happen to take place in my dream. So it's like an extension of reality. I mean, of course, sometimes I have the kind of dreams where they couldn't actually take place in real life. Like there's some out-of-this-world element to it. But for the most part, they're very standard in that they could just as easily be reality. Sometimes I think that I should keep a dream journal, but then it's like a whole nother thing to keep track of. I'd kind of rather just keep like a journal journal about what actually does happen so I can know the difference between the two. But it is interesting to think what do they mean. I feel like it really is just something that you thought about in some way, shape, or form manifesting themselves into your dreams. Because it's just like your brain accessing different parts of information, isn't it? I don't know. Of course, we all have wildly different dreams. But if you guys ever want to talk to me about your dreams, I find them to be incredibly interesting. Because it's not like you can control what you're dreaming about. So to see where your brain goes when you're not actively guiding it, that stuff is very interesting to me. Alright, number three... What is the meaning of life? All right, that is a big, big, big one. I told you these are existential questions. What is the meaning of life? Oof. I think finding passions that lead to purpose, people, community that leads to happiness, service that leads to helpfulness, and external plus internal fulfillment I don't know. I think all of those things contribute to the meaning of it. I mean, I always look at it from the sense that it is wild that we are animals. All right, keep with me here. We are animals, but our cognizant abilities are so much greater than even another smart animal. Like you take a dog. They're a pretty smart animal but they are worlds away of being as capable as what humans are capable of. 
So I guess when I think of it that way, just utilizing what we have and the ability to understand what we have, although we only understand less than a fraction of what I believe there is to understand, but even being able to have existential thoughts, that's wild to me. So I think, I don't know, leaning into it, asking questions, trying to better yourself for the purpose of, again, feeling more fulfilled, feeling happier, being a good person in this world, being kind to strangers, building community. And I guess too, one of the biggest things that goes with community is living with others, figuring out how to exist with people that are not necessarily the same as you, trying to make the world a better place in big ways and small ways, whatever better means for you. All those things as human beings that we feel fulfilled by, I think just doing as much of those things as you can while you're here. I think that's the meaning of it. I don't know, it's an interesting thing to ask yourself though. Every couple of years, maybe we'll revisit these questions and see how my answers change later in life. But for now, let's move on. Number four, why am I so tired? That's a great question. And again, I don't know that that's entirely existential. Like, I feel like that's a question that you could answer pretty easily. I know why I'm so tired. I go to bed so late. This is the problem, all right? I feel like I never want to compromise on anything that I'm doing during the day. So I have a job job that I work at during the day. Then I have my passion projects that I work on after that. Then after that, I always want to fit in some time to do something healthy, go to the gym, be active. And then the thing that I probably could compromise on, which is free time, watching content, doing things that truly make me relax, decompress. I could go to bed earlier instead of doing those things, instead of watching a new show or a movie or whatever. But I'm like, no, I really want to watch this new thing. I've been waiting all day. I got everything done that I wanted to get done. This is my time to now just truly relax. So a lot of times I choose that over going to bed early. But then, of course, I am tired because I do the whole cycle over again the next day. So I don't know why you personally listening to this, why you're so tired, but that's definitely why I'm tired. There's a lot to do in a day. All right, number five, the halfway mark. Another big question, who am I? Well, me, I am Emma Isaac. I'm a hard worker, I'm ambitious, I'm driven, I'm thoughtful, I'm caring, I'm independent, I'm a listener, I'm a talker, I'm a creative, just a girl figuring it out in this big, big world. What's interesting about this too is like I said, these are questions that people googled. If you were to google who am I, who am I? Let's see what comes up. (laughs) Okay, a song comes up. By Casting Crowns, Who Am I? Wow, that's some good SEO for this song, though. That existential question, the first thing that comes up is their song. Pretty good. A lot that does come up is just songs, a movie, a lot of content. 
And then some things like how to get to know yourself, personality test in 15 minutes. Definitely interesting. Number six, what is love? Love, such a big, big word. With really, my definition of it is pretty simple. I feel like love is understanding, safety, willingness to keep growing, listening, and accepting. And of course, it's kind of a very high-level description of it. But those are qualities that I think about for the people that I love the most in this world, like true, true love. It's all of that. It's feeling like I can be completely myself and giving that in return. It's feeling like you're home. Number seven. Okay, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Thank goodness. These past ones have been very heavy, you guys. Number seven is a hot dog a sandwich um personally I think no I think that a sandwich entails two pieces of bread together that are not connected that is what I would say is a differentiating factor for me because even like those ones where it's like on ciabatta bread maybe (laughs) and then there's stuff in the middle and it looks more like a sandwich but isn't that like a hoagie or something I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about right now. But to me, a sandwich, classically, two pieces of bread, things in the middle. A hot dog is a hot dog. A hot dog is not a sandwich. You could try to convince me otherwise. And I would definitely be open to listening because the explanation that I've given right now I feel like is not that convincing on the other side. But no, I don't think I would change my mind. A hot dog is not a sandwich. I don't know if I can explain it better than I have. But it's just not. But you know, I also don't think that that's the only defining factor of a sandwich. Because a burger is not a sandwich. And a burger has two pieces of bread with stuff in the middle. But to me, a burger is not a sandwich. (laughs) So what are the other qualifiers of a sandwich? Okay, let's go to Google. Let's see, guys. What are people saying? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, Google, let's see. Is a hot dog a sandwich? See, I'm adding. I'm adding to the list of people that have looked this stuff up now. Okay. The first thing that comes up says, Even the language experts have issued a verdict. Merriam-Webster came down definitively on the side of, Yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. Because of the definition... I have to open the link. Hold on. Because the definition of the sandwich is, quote, two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. Thus, they declare on their website, there is no sensible way around it. A hot dog is a kind of sandwich. No, I just disagree. Another place called Maple Leaf Foods says, We address this long-standing debate by exploring the history and definition of hot dogs and why, Spoiler alert, they're not sandwiches. But why, but why, but why? I need a compelling reason to tell people. Uh, Okay, you guys, I don't know. It seems like the internet is classifying it as a sandwich by a sandwich's definition. It's hard because I think of this in the sense of if somebody came onto this planet They've never seen a sandwich, a hot dog, or a burger before. 
how would you explain it to them? Like we know the differences because we've lived with all three. We've eaten all three. It is one of those things that you're just like, no, it's not a sandwich. But how do you explain that it's not a sandwich? You guys, I don't know. Somebody help me. (laughs) I really don't know. And the internet's making it seem like there are so many different links that I can click on to try to find out. But I'm just going to say no. Here's what I'm going to say, okay? A sandwich to me is two pieces of bread on the outside with stuff in the middle. And the pieces of bread have to not be considered a bun. That's my definition. All right, take it or leave it. Think what you guys want about the sandwich debate, but a hot dog is not a sandwich to me. Let's move on. All right, number eight. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Another wild question, the chicken or the egg? I don't know if this is going to sound stupid. I have no idea if once a chick hatches, do they need anything else? Like, do they need support once they're born? Or like, how do they eat? How do they stay alive? I think if you just had an egg that hatched, I don't know that that chicken would be able to survive on its own. No, I have more questions now. Let's see what the internet says. Let's see, let's see. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Okay, BBC Wildlife Magazine says, it's pretty safe to say that the egg came first because if there had been no egg there would have been no chicken. So yeah, that's what I initially thought. But then again, is that chick good to survive on its own when it comes out? I guess so. All right, I'm sticking with that for now. The egg. I'm saying that the egg came first. Sorry, chicken. All right, number nine. This is such a broad question that I guess is asked a lot on the internet. What should I do? That one, it's hard. What should I do? Like in life, in certain situations, what should I do when? That is a question though that I feel like is asked all the time. I just didn't realize that it was asked so frequently online. Because what comes up when you type that in? What do I do? What do I do? Google. Okay, again, a song comes up. And then seven strange questions that help you find your life purpose. Interesting. What do I do? I don't know. That's such an interesting one. I wonder, I should have done this before I read these, what I would have guessed the top 10 existential questions would have been. Because again, this is a question that people ask often, but I would never have thought that it would have been a part of the top 10. It feels too broad. Although I just had a conversation with my boyfriend yesterday and he was like, you are the worst at typing in a question into Google. He's like, you just type it in as if you're talking to somebody. You put in like the full, full question. And I'm like, yeah, Google's smart nowadays. Like you can talk to Google like they're your friend and they will give you an answer. I do love that too, how I don't have to like dial back my question to fit something in. I feel like I can ask something really, really specific and get out an answer. And I can make typos. I don't have to spell the word correctly. It's amazing. It really is. But yeah, no, I would never even ask this question on Google because my question would be far more specific. I would be like, what do I do today at 4 p.m.? 
in Chicago if I'm extremely bored but I don't want to be cold like I would I would put that whole question into Google and hope that it spits out some kind of a response for me but let me know if this question has helped you guys out just typing that in all right guys and number 10 we have made it to the end do animals have souls whoa this kind of goes back to the conversation about dogs versus humans like we're all still animals okay and we have a soul well presumably i think we have souls so ben i'm gonna say yeah dogs have souls this is one of those things that can't be proven or disproven at least i don't know that it can be so i'm just gonna go with a yes because my dog luna she definitely does she's as close to human as a dog could get Not necessarily her intellectual capabilities, but her caring capabilities, how much she also needs community, but has a lot of independence. Like dogs have full-on personalities, so I don't think we can rule out that they have souls. It's a yes for me. All right, guys. Well, those were the top 10 most Googled existential questions They were definitely interesting, some a little bit surprising. Some of them really made me think too. And again, I will say my answers to some of these, they could very well change. I am an ever-evolving person. That kind of goes with the meaning of life too, I think. Keep evolving, keep changing, adapting, understanding. I don't know, some of these questions are so big. But again, the capacity to have any of these thoughts in the first place, that in and of itself is so wild to me. So if you're feeling like having any deep conversations with your friends, your family, your partner, maybe just asking yourself, here you go. I wonder if these change a lot year over year. I feel like probably not. These seem like pretty standard human questions. Except for that hot dog one. I don't know about that one. That one might rotate out in a couple years. We'll see. But anyway, this was kind of a fun mix-it-up episode. Something different to do. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for bearing with me with the audio being a little bit different today. But I have to say, I did really like recording in this chair. I liked being able to look out into the world while I asked some of these questions. So maybe depending on how it sounds when I listen to it back, we'll do more episodes out here. We'll see. But that's all for now. So... Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Ask yourself the hard questions. If you can't find the answers, maybe turn to Google. Apparently, we're all asking the same things. How unifying is that? So keep asking, keep listening, and don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. Thank <laughs> you.